0: It comes from Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 18. We're going to be reading this in the ESV. We encourage you to follow along because we'll be referencing the scripture throughout the message. Uh, so you can, you know, get your own Bible or uh, if, if you want to look that up online. Uh, we'll, we'll project it over here as well. Um, again, it's Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 18. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when the disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed or puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care then how you hear, for to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. All right, we are entering a new sermon series called Thriving in the Pandemic. Because I think, you know, maybe for a lot of us, we think about surviving the pandemic. How do we, we just survive? You know, but that's kind of like thinking about surviving life. You don't want to just survive life. You, you don't want to just kind of make it to the next day, but I think we all want to thrive, right? And so uh, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be using a lot of sort of like uh, growing imagery, you know, like like plants and stuff like that, green growing things, because I, I think there's so many uh, metaphors there that work. You know, we want to be uh, that, that plant that grows, that's nice and green, not the one that's like all dried out, Right? We, we want to be, uh, the, 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 like the, the crop that bears much fruit, not the one that withers under stress, right? And so we're talking about the parable of the sower today, and today's message is the importance of soil. You know, we hear this message, uh, uh you know, probably for those of you who have been in the church for a while, you've heard this, this parable before. It's a very famous parable, one of Jesus's first. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of times, sometimes we, we get away from this, uh, uh, we, we get from this message, you know, we got to be good soil. Don't be like the bad soil, right? And, and in many ways, um, you know, we think about the environment that we're supposed to be in. Um, and so, you know, you want to be in the good soil, a place where you can grow really well, because this is one of the things that um, I think is very important for us to to. Uh, acknowledge is that um, it doesn't matter in some ways if you have good seed. If the soil is bad, then the seed will not grow, right? If the soil is bad, the seed will not grow. Now, maybe for many of us, we're like, Pastor Steve, the soil is really bad right now, <laughs> right? The environment that we're in right now is not so great. You know, many of us, we feel trapped. Many of us, we feel helpless and powerless. We're like, oh my goodness, when is this going to end? Right? We can't do anything. Our hands are tied. Pastor Steve, you talk about being in the right environment. Well, we can't change our environment. We're in this environment and it just stays the same all the time. And so, brothers and sisters, I think it is very important for us to recognize, and and this is one of the main points I want to make this uh, today, is that, You can have good soil, even in a pandemic. I know there's only three of you, but can I get an amen? I'm going to say that again. (laughs) For those in the way back, those in bed, those in your pajamas, you can have good soil, even in a pandemic. Don't believe the lie. That because we're in this place, that you cannot grow in Christ. That that your destiny is to wither. That your faith is going to wither. Because you physically can't come to a church. That is not true. And brothers and sisters, when we dive into this parable, we are going to see that the the, the good soil, it's not just about a, a geographical location, right? It's not just about circumstances. But there is more going on. And so I want to say it again, because it's really important for us to acknowledge this. Because I don't think we fully believe it. You can thrive, even in a pandemic. You can have good soil, even when you you, you feel the way you do, and you feel trapped, and you feel like every day is the same. You can have the good soil. Let's take a look at, uh, starting in verse 4 says, and when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him. So there's tons of people. They want to hear from Jesus. This is one of Jesus's first parables. He says, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot. And the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Some fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil. And grew and yielded a hundredfold as he said these things he called out he who has ears to hear let him hear i bold faced that i hope you see that because it's important we're gonna i just just i'm gonna say it again because it's gonna come back right but this is gonna kind of bookend this message today and, and I think wh- whatever you see that, whatever you see something kind of repeat and, and Jesus kind of like says something, he says something else and then he says it again, you better pay attention, right? He wants you to hear this. And that's literally what this is. He who has ears to hear, let him hear, hear it, hear this. So this is what the parable means. He says the seed is the word of God, right? It's the same seed, by the way, in every soil, In every situation, the seed is always good. Amen? (laughs) Yes, let him hear you at home. The seed is always good because it is the word of God. It's always true. It's always faithful. That's the same word that Jesus himself preached. It's the same word that has saved millions upon millions of souls. It is the same Seed that has borne out fruit of liberation throughout the generations. It is the same seed. We all have it. We all have access to it. We are blessed in that way. The seed is always good. But not everyone is able to hear it. Right? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Because not everyone hears it. Not everyone is able to receive it even if you do at first. So we're told the ones along the path, they don't even make it into the soil. They're on the road. They're the people who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. So these are people that maybe hear it, right? Like you hear the words, but you don't understand it. And the reason why is because there's something that comes and takes it away. In other words, There are other messages out there, right? You don't believe the word of God. You may hear it. You may hear these things, and you're like, oh, that's nice for you, or that's a nice fairy tale, but you don't believe it as truth. And and the devil comes and takes it away. Now, uh, in Scripture, uh, Satan is is sometimes portrayed as uh, almost like a prosecuting attorney, Right? So that, that uh, Satan is the opponent. Satan is telling you things that are not of God. Right? And so the whispering in your ear, it is about sort of, uh, uh, you know, telling you untruths. Uh, Is there really a God? Really? Did Jesus really raise from the dead? Come on. That's so unbelievable. You really believe that there's a heaven after you die? Right? Hey, you know, just use your 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 five senses. You know, that's that's all we get. This is all we get. You know what? You're alone. And and there's so many messages like that in this world. That, you know, I, I know sometimes when you hear the devil, right? Like like we think of a, a very specific image, right? And, you know, red with the horns and the pitchfork and all that. Or we think about like a snake or, you know, we think about these things that are so fantastical. But I think oftentimes you don't even need that. We, we just get these contrary messages, this 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 world, um, you know, what we call the secular world. The secular world being a world where we live as if there is no God. And many people who even say they believe in God, we live as if there is no God. We live as if there is no afterlife. We live as if there is no spiritual reality, right? In many ways, then the messages that are supernatural, right? The Word of God is supernatural. It's, it, the, the natural messages are going to conflict, right? And so, in many ways, you know, some of us, we, we just kind of have this sort of like cynic's heart right? And this is why the word of God doesn't work on everyone. It just doesn't. Some people don't receive it, right? I know some people are like, hey, just read your Bible. That's all you need. I wish that were true, but there's some people who read their Bible and they just pick it apart. They read their Bible and they're just reading it with sort of this, this closed heart and this closed mentality and be like, "Yeah, whatever. You can't hear, you can't receive it, right? Um, and then we go to the ones on the rock. So this is the rocky soil, right? The rocky soil—it's almost like if you look at soil over time, you know, rocks will get kicked into it, and the rocks just kind of block the good soil in this case. And so um, there, there's no root here. It's it's just rocks. Like so, you know, the the seed will go in, and when they hear the word, they may receive it with joy, and maybe the the the. The seed will try to grow, but as it tries to take root, there is no root. It can't take root in the rocky soil. And so they believe for a while, and in time of testing, fall away. And so the idea behind this is that, you know, maybe there's there's some of us who have heard the word of God, um, and, and at different times, again, it says, received it with joy. Like genuinely, right? This is genuine. You know, uh, there's no reason for us to think that these people did not believe, that th- these people didn't receive the word of God and something clicked. You know, I, there's sometimes, like, people who, who, you know, say they don't believe in God or, you know, they, they um, yeah, like, like maybe haven't really been active in their faith, but, you know, just one time on a Sunday, they just happen to hear something that just triggers right like, like it just connects something in their spirit and 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 they respond with joy and they're just happy or they have peace i don't know you know maybe some of us we we, we go to a retreat and, and and we hear the word of god differently there and maybe we cry or maybe we have an emotional response or maybe we're just filled with this joy that that just you know makes us just beam with 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 light and and you're just like, yes, this is so good. But if that word cannot actually take root, in the end, it just doesn't do much. Right? I mean, maybe the seed tries to grow for a little bit, but without the root, that there's just nothing there. And I think what this is about is not being able to take root means that it's just like a, a just, you know, like an isolated incident, you know? You you, you just happen to get some inspiration. And brothers and sisters, I think this is like so many people uh, who who go to church, you know, maybe every once in a while when we feel like it or when it's convenient for us or when we get desperate, you know, and and every once in a while, you'll hear the word of God and it'll be good. It'll connect to you, but there is no root. What does that mean? There's no follow-up, right? we're not really embedded in a Christian community. We're not really uh, feeding on the word when we're at home by ourselves. We don't know how to do that. We don't have spiritual disciplines. We we, we don't have the kind of habits that can uh, cultivate that seed and to to really nurture it, right? But it's just, you you just get that one, just every now and then, that little dose of spirituality, and then it's just, it's gone, right? And so the way it is with seed is it needs to be nurtured, right? You need to keep watering it. You need to keep reading that word. You need to pray. You need to develop a a discipline of learning to be with God every day. Because, well, brothers and sisters, right? Like we live in this world that just naturally you are not going to spiritually grow in Christ. You won't unless you are connected to Christ and unless you are continually being nurtured and watered and uh, cared for, right? And and so you got to care for those things within you. Um, And then it says, as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature. This is many of us. This can be somebody who's going to church all the time. Right, and and you're getting the word. You're getting the word regularly, right? You you may even try to read the word on your own when you're at home. But the thing is that um, what it tells us is that no matter how much seed goes in, right, it's getting it not just once in a while, and it's trying to take root. But the problem is, is that there's other things growing in there, right? There's the thorns. There's the cares of this world. There's the riches and pleasures of life. I know sometimes when we hear this message, we just think about the cares of this world. We just think about the things that are stressing us out. That's usually the way that we think. You know, we're like, you know what's choking out the word of God is that I'm so stressed. Man, I'm so anxious. You know, I have so, I got bills to pay. You know, the economy is down and... You know, I'm so worried about coronavirus, and I'm so worried if my kids are gonna to get to go to school, if I'm gonna to get to go to school. I'm so worried if I'm gonna get a job. I'm so worried about all these things. And yes, the worries of this world will choke out that, that, that's those seeds, but also the riches and pleasure pleasures of life. Because this is the thing. What riches and pleasures of life do for us is it gives us a seeming solution to the problems of this world. So some people, when they get desperate, they turn to God, right? And they're like, God, you know, I need some help. But most of us, many of us, especially those of us in the Western world, in, you know, developed countries, many of us, we just turn to the riches and pleasures of life, right? We're like, hey, if I have a problem, I need more money. If I'm sad... I need pleasure. I need fun, right? That's what's so hard for some of us, because a lot of the things that we usually take pleasure in have been taken away from us. And for some people, I think, I know a lot of people who are actually thriving spiritually in the pandemic, because I think it's kind of forced them to read the Bible more than they ever have before, right? Because they're like, well, not going out as much, so might as well read the Bible, You know, but in many ways, friends, um, there are these other things that we can pay attention to. And for many of us, man, you know, I'm no different, but those things are so tempting. You know, a a lot of us, like, what what are we doing during this time? And and this is a serious question I want to ask you. You know, if you're spending most of your free time, you know, doing things that you just happen to want to do, like, you know, I don't know, playing Animal Crossing or... You know, you're, you're uh, a lot of people play Animal Crossing, so I, I know some of us in this room play Animal Crossing. But there's it, just a lot of people. <laughs> it's not a personal attack. Uh, if they, or, or you know, you're, you're spending a lot of time, you know, uh, watching Netflix or whatever. Friends, I'm not saying those things are bad, right? But I'm saying what Scripture is telling us is that the richest cares and pleasures of this world choke out the seed it chokes it out and if that is true then i think you're gonna see some spiritual consequences to spending so much time in even things that are seemingly good like pleasures right you know at some point friends your spirit i think will not thrive there's only so much the Word of God can grow in your life when you're just focused on all this other stuff, right? So again, that, that's not to make anyone feel bad. I, I, I'm just saying simply it doesn't work. A lot of the things here are not talking about, you know, you're a bad person. You know, you, you, you just need to be a, a better Christian or a better spiritual person in order to have good soil. That's not what it's about, friends. It's just simply this. If seed does not go down deep and stay there and get nurtured there, it will not grow. It's that simple. Right? Just a lot of times we, we look at this passage and we're like, oh, we're not growing, or I'm so distracted, or whatever, and you feel bad about that. Well, friends, I don't think that's doing us any good. No, I'm, I'm not preaching this message to make you feel bad, you know, because oftentimes that, that doesn't work, <laughs> you know. But you know what also doesn't work is the way that we've been living in many ways right? If all you do is live for pleasure, if all you do is live for comfort, I, I, I'm just asking you, are you thriving spiritually in that environment? If you are, then do it. <laughs> Seriously, do it. But I think, you know, if we're being really honest, we're not. This is one of the great uh, spiritual truths, friends. And, and, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, because I think it's that important to hear. What you feel like doing will not always give you what you desire truly. What you feel like doing will not get you to God's will. What God's will is about, it's about truly spiritually thriving. What you feel like doing, well, I mean, it's about a lot of things. It's about pleasure. It's about self-preservation, right? And you're going to so want to do it, right? But if you do those things, it's just been my experience. You will not thrive spiritually. You won't, right? You, do, you thrive by following the will of God, by following what Jesus says, right? By, by being able to hear the word of God and receive it. God has spoken. Do you guys hear that? Can you hear that at home, the the, the thunder? <laughs> um, there are many ways, friends, that we live this life. And, you know, um, one of the most dangerous things spiritually is to just live this life by autopilot, right? For many of us, we just, you know, <laughs> we don't even remember what we did, you know? Man, the other day, it was like Friday, and I was thinking about things that happened the previous Friday, and I was like, it's been seven days since that happened? Like, what happened? Like, do you guys, like, seriously, do you feel like you're in a time warp? Because I do. Man, like, like we've been doing this for four months. Well, why don't we just dive into, then, what is meant by good soil? So it says in verse 15, um, it says, As for... Uh, that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Um, let me see if I can. Oh, it's okay. Okay, there we are. Um, so you, you see this again, that word hearing, Right. To those who have ears, let them hear. So, those who are in the good soil, they are those who, are hearing the word, hold it fast. Hold it fast, right? So, remember, some of those other uh, uh, soils, right? Uh, in the rocky soil, the root, it, it never really takes, right? But here, the seed, it's held fast. It stays there in an honest and good heart. It stays in that heart and then bears fruit with patience. What does that mean? It means over time. It takes time. It doesn't happen right away, but it will bear fruit, right? In an honest and good heart. Um, So honesty is very important because I think there's many of us who sometimes don't want to always hear the word of God. But to be able to hear it in honesty, in the honesty of where you are in your actual life. Brothers and sisters, this isn't about you um, necessarily being like this, this, this amazing person who deserves the word of God. One of the prerequisites to it is just being honest, just being true, just coming as you are and not letting go of the word of God when it comes in. And then goes on to say, no one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be, uh, that will not be known and come to light. So friends, in many ways, the way you're going to know that the word of God has taken root in your life is you're going to be able to see it. Right? There's gonna be fruit that comes from it. Right? I think what this is telling us is that if you bury a seed in good soil and you're like, yo, that was good soil. Right? That was good seed. But after time, nothing comes out, then it wasn't. Right? That that wasn't good soil. Or the seed wasn't good. Something went wrong. Right? So after a while, you will see the fruit of that. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Right? The fruit of this world, well, it's anxiety, and panic, and depression, and loneliness, and hustling, and just this, this, this nervousness that we feel because we just don't know What's going to happen to us? We don't know what's going to happen in this world. And it all depends on us, and it all depends on our resources, and it's a pretty shaky foundation. Why wouldn't you be anxious? Why wouldn't you be worried if that was your foundation? Right? But the fruit of the Spirit is, in many ways, going to speak for itself, right? And so you can't just be like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm receiving the word of God. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening to it. If you don't see the fruit from it, right, there's nothing hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be made known, that will not be known and come to light. So then verse 18, this is the end of the passage, right? Brothers and sisters, again, for those in the back, bold-faced, take care then how you hear. Take care then how you hear. Take care then how you hear. For those who have ears, let them hear. For those that are in the good soil, they are those who hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Right? For to the one who has more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. So friends, Having good soil, it is about being able to hear the word of God and to keep it. That's what it's about, right? Really being able to listen to it. I've shared this story before, but I think it fits so perfectly in this message. Um, There was a time uh, about a year and a half ago when I started having these terrible panic attacks. I won't get into the whole story because it's kind of long, but... Um, it, it got really bad, and I got really desperate. And I did something that <laughs> is not a first move for me. I called the senior pastor. Uh, for me, uh, growing up, I, I often w- w- was afraid of Korean pastors. Um, but but I and I don't know. Maybe just I, I thought like as the pastor of LGM. I should kind of have it together. I didn't want to really show that weakness. But um, I I called uh, Reverend Cho, Reverend Hyun Cho, who was our previous senior pastor um, at the time. And uh, um, I called him and said, you know, Moksame, can we meet? I have something to talk to you about. And um, he didn't know what it was. So he's like, let's have lunch at Olive Garden, (laughs) It's a great place to tell someone about a panic attack. And, and I'll be honest, we were uh, eating, and, and I started having a panic attack while we were eating. Because, man, it was just too many breadsticks. You know, they, they just wouldn't stop, and it was making me... I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I was having a panic attack while I was talking to Reverend Cho. And Reverend Cho just, he busted out his phone, and he started reading scripture to me. And and like like seriously, he could just see in the conversation I was like like shaking, you know. And and, and I'm just kind of like rocking back and forth, and like my, my eyes are not making contact with his eyes. I, I I'm just just trying not to, you know, lose it in in the middle of an Olive Garden during lunch, you know. Uh, and he's just reading scripture to me, off of his phone. And, and he, he reads a scripture, you know, it talks about how God cares for us and loves us and will never let us go. How, how we are worth more than the sparrows and the grass of the field that is here today and gone tomorrow. He's reading the scripture. And, and, and he asks me a question. He says, you know, he says, Moksadim. he says, uh, Pastor Steve, do you believe this? And of course, I said yes, because because I did believe it, you know. I, I I believed it up here, but he keeps on reading scripture, he keeps going, and then he looks at me, right, and he just stops. He he doesn't say anything. So 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 I look at Reverend Cho too, and he's like, Pastor Steve, and it, if you know Reverend Cho, he has this really gentle pastoral presence. So it, it wasn't. Like a rebuke, it wasn't mean. There was no harshness in it at all. He just looked at me. He said, "Pastor Steve, you're not hearing me. Take care then how you hear. He who has ears to hear, let them hear." And I said, "No, what's that name? I'm listening, Reverend Charles. I'm listening. I'm listening." And he's like, "No." You're not hearing me. So he kept reading the scripture again. And what I understood that Reverend Cho was saying is that there's a difference between listening to the word and even understanding the word on an intellectual level and actually hearing it. That's the difference between good soil and not so good soil in the kind of soil that is going to bear much fruit, and the kind that isn't. Being able to be in a place where you can hear the word and hold it, hold it fast, right, in an honest and good heart. So in your heart that is functioning, that, that in a place where it can engage your life, it can start speaking truth into your life. When it says that God will never abandon you, I will not abandon you as an orphan. And you're sitting there and you're like, why am I all alone? God, why would you do this to me? Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you hearing what God is saying? When God is saying, that I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And the context of that was the people of Israel waited seventy years to be let out of captivity. Seventy years. God may it be so. Pandemic does not last seventy years. <laughs> but brothers and sisters, there are these promises. That God is telling us that he loves us, that he has good plans for us, that he is with us. Do you believe it? Can you hear it? In those moments of your life, sometimes we go for inspiration and we want to hear the word. That's like taking a plant and watering it every once in a while. right? Taking a plant and maybe watering it every three months. And then you're surprised when your plant dies right? And for our spirits, when we are not ingesting the word of God, when we are not soaking in the word of God, when we are not receiving the word of God, and these truths that are speaking truth into darkness, truth into lies, you're hearing so many other things, so many other messages. Oh, you should be afraid. You should be worried. Ah, oh my gosh. Sometimes like the news, man, it's just such trash. Man, I go to the news and they're like, pandemic crisis, freak out, panic. And we're like, ah, and we panic and we freak out. Friends, I I do think you need to read the news. You know, I I think I told you for my own mental and spiritual health, I try to only read it once a day. And one of the things I really try to do, I'm not good about this, I'm just gonna be honest, but, you know, I heard someone say before, can you do your quiet time? before you read the news? Can you read scripture? Can you hear the word of God before you hear the word of the world? Right? Because one has the perspective, and by the way, very limited perspective, of the now, of of what is going on, of what, what is not yet completed. And the other has an eternal perspective. That's the perspective of eons. That is God's perspective, right? And in many ways, brothers and sisters, if we can receive that word, right, then you can be like the, the seed that is able to produce fruit a hundredfold. If you hold fast that word, and, and it's something that I took to heart after Reverend Cho, you know, kind of uh, very gently, you know, rebuked me. Pastor Steve, you're not hearing. You're not listening. And one of the things that, that I started to do at night, when when I would sit there, and most of the time I would sit there in my panic, and I would just be like, ah, right? Just doing my best to just not lose my mind. I would either distract or I would just dwell on things and I, or I would be like, stop it, stop panicking. And that didn't work. never worked. But one of the things I started to do was to just read the word of God. And I can't say that I 100% believed it and felt it and every time I read it, it was amazing and rocked my world. But one of the things I did was I I just kept reading it just again and again and again. Sometimes I would fall asleep to reading the word of God. And there was this idea of, of can I, you know, I've used this phrase before, come into agreement with the word. When you hear the word of God, not just like, "Eh, is that true? I don't know about that. I think I know better. That's what happens with the other soils, right? The the cares of the world come and say, "Mm, I don't know if that's completely true, right? The other messages that you've been hearing, right? "Mm, I don't know if that's true, right? Satan comes along, "Mm, I don't know. But when you hear the word of God, when you receive the word of God, that something in your spirit says yes, now, I want to be very clear. Eventually, I want to get to the place where I truly do believe that. And I feel it. Right? You, you ever get hit with the word of God and you're just like, mm. you're like, oh, so good. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. We're not always there, though. Sometimes I read the word of God and I'm just like, I want to say yes. I don't completely believe it. That's an honest heart. That's an honest heart. But to say, God, can you help my unbelief? God, I'm going to say yes in faith to this. And, and I'm going to keep this, this word in my heart. I'm not going to let it go. This is part of the reason why scripture memorization is one of the most powerful weapons you can use in, 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 in this world, right? In spiritual warfare. Because if you have the word of God at the ready, where it's been embedded so much that it's just on the, in the, it's on the tip of your tongue, it's on your mind all the time, that when you hear those lies, when you hear those other messages, you already have a fighting chance. You already have a different word that can go against that and say, I know the world says I should panic. I know the world says this is depressing. I know the world says this is hopeless but I believe the word of God. I say yes to this. Can you imagine? Friends, if we were able to hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and be patient, hold it there. It's not a magic trick. It's not always going to make you feel better right away. The first night, when Reverend Cho was, was encouraging me with these scriptures, and you know he gave me some of these scriptures, and, and I, I wrote them down. Uh, I put them down on my phone, and then I would just read them at night. Sometimes I didn't feel anything. But one of the things for me, and it was partially because I was desperate, right? It was like, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep reading it. I'm going to keep saying yes to it. I'm going to keep just trying to hold it in my heart. In my mind. Try to come into agreement with it. So uh, I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. And why don't we just take a moment. um, You know, I I just want to read a scripture for you. And let's just take a moment to just let this speak into our present moment. I want you in the faith uh, that we have, that God has given us, to come into agreement with that, and just simply in your heart as you hear this, to just say yes, 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 I received this, yes, I believe this. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, Nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know what we say to this? There's a a word in Hebrew that we always say. It's amen. And it means let us let it be so. That is the yes to the word of God. We say yes and amen. God, just may you be with us, that we may be able to receive your word. And God, in this time that we have, no matter where we are, we might be in our rooms, we might feel stuck, but we have this opportunity, God, to receive your blessings and your grace. God, may we take this opportunity. May we not neglect your word. May we find a routine to be able to uh, ingest and meditate on, to memorize, to read your scripture and to hold it fast, to come into agreement with it, to be able to say yes and amen. And to this, in Jesus' name, we say amen.